0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. A lot of times, we wonder just how to pray for fellow
1: Christians.
0: And we say, well, God bless sister so-and-so, and God bless brother so-and-so. And to tell you the real honest truth about it, that does little or no good at all. You almost might as well just twiddle your thumbs and say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Does just as much good. Because to tell you the real truth about it, if you look into that third verse of the first chapter of Ephesians, the Bible said God's already blessed them with all
2: the blessings they are. They just haven't found out about it yet. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, The Believer's Authority by Kenneth e. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. To have your Bibles, open them to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1.
0: Ephesians, chapter 1. And we're going to read from the first chapter and also from the third chapter of the book of Ephesians. Now, first of all, we read from the first chapter of the book of Ephesians beginning to read with the 16th verse where Paul said to the church at Ephesus writing to them that he ceased not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers and then he goes on to tell them what he is praying for them that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places." far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And it put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Then I want you to look into the third chapter of the book of Ephesians, And here's another prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. The third chapter, and we shall begin to read here with the 14th verse. For this cause, he says, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. That ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now those are two tremendous prayers. And they are given by the Spirit of God. I like to put it this way, they're spirit-indicted prayers, spirit-anointed prayers. And uh, they live on. And you can pray those prayers for yourself. A lot of times, we wonder just how to pray for fellow Christians. And we say, well, God bless sister so-and-so, and God bless brother so-and-so. And to tell you the real honest truth about it, that does little or no good at all you almost might as well just twiddle your thumbs and say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are, does just as much good. Because to tell you the real truth about it, if you look into that third verse of the first chapter of Ephesians, the Bible said God's already blessed them with all the blessings they are. They just haven't found out about it yet. And so what Paul did was prayed that the eyes of their understanding might be enlightened, so they'd know, praise God, what was freely given unto them of God. Can you see that? I remember the last church that I pastored, and I'd been preaching about uh, 15 years, Read really at the time I started praying, about 13, 14 years. And uh, I would just leave my Bible on the altar in the sanctuary open to Ephesians 1, or if I'd closed Ephesians, the third chapter. And every time I'd go into the church, parsonage was right next door to the church, and my study, pastor study was there in the church. And so I'd go in and out the church uh, three or four times every single day, sometimes half a dozen times. And, and every time, over this period of time of probably six weeks or so, that I'd go into the church, I'd bow on my knees before the altar and I'd say to the Father, now, Father, I'm praying these two prayers for myself. And everywhere Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding, I'd say that the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Everywhere he put you, I put me. Amen. And you know, when I began to pray that way, and I'd been preaching, like I said, for 14 years. And yet in a matter of two or three months' time, when I prayed these prayers every day for myself, the eyes of my understanding began to be enlightened. And I saw so much in the scriptures. I I, I learned more just by praying these two prayers. When the revelation of God's word came then, I learned more in a matter of six months than I'd learned, in 14 years put together preaching and pastoral work and studying every day. In fact, I, I got so much revelation on the word of God that I said to my wife, "What in the world have I been preaching?" Because one of be the deacons had would come by and tell me to get in out of the rain. Now, start praying those prayers for yourself. And then here's another little secret for fellow Christians and wondering how to pray for fellow Christians. Now, praying for sinners is a different subject. We're not getting on that right now. But you see, Paul's praying for believers. The church at Ephesus, it belongs to the church wherever you were from. And uh, I, I know in, in some of my own kinfolks, I'd talk to them about certain things. Remember on one occasion, out on the field in field ministry and I'd come back by my home and one of my relatives was in desperate need. They needed help. Physical help divine healing. They needed some spiritual help. And I tried to talk to them to get them to see certain truths from God's Word, but they just didn't see it, didn't agree with it. Seemed to be very opposed. Well, I went my way, and the next meeting I went to every single day. In fact, right at first, I'd do it twice a day. I'd kneel by the bed my bedroom, and I'd just open my Bible to Ephesians 1 and then Ephesians 3, and just say to the Lord, now, Lord, I'm praying these prayers for so-and-so and call their name. And I just read that prayer off, put their name in there. And I did that for 10 days, at least once a day, and most of the time, twice a day. At the end of 10 days, they wrote me a letter and said, you know, I'm beginning to see things I never saw before.
2: <laughs>
0: Praise God, see it begin to happen, begin to happen. And, and so you'll learn here how to pray for fellow Christians. This is what God wants you to know. And if you come to know what he's talking about here in the first chapter of Ephesians, in the third chapter of Ephesians, you won't need anything else. There won't be anything else for you to pray about for your fellow Christian. They will have arrived when they're full with all the fullness of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. So, so that's the that's way to do it. That's the way to pray for others. We're going to talk to you about the authority of the believer. Now, we know here in this book of Ephesians, in the sixth chapter, for instance, in the 12th verse... The Bible said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness, the King James translation said in the margin, said wicked spirits in the heavenlies. But we need to realize, see, don't just lift that verse out of its setting now and make it say something it doesn't say. I think a lot of people, you see, will take that verse right out of its setting and say, oh, we're wrestling against all these powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness and so on. But you see, if you read all the rest of what he said in this letter to the Ephesians, you'll find out that he's already told us that we have authority over these things. We have authority over them. Principalities, powers, praise God, rulers of the darkness of this world, we have authority over them. Now, this authority... Is not the property of only a few people. It's the true possession of every child of God. You see there in Ephesians, that verse I referred to earlier, Ephesians 1, 3. Notice that, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with, how much? All All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. All. Another translation said he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. I mean, every one that there is, he's already blessed us with it. Praise God. Now, you see, it may not be in reality in our lives, and that's what we're seeking, and that's what we need is to exercise the reality of it. Amen. Legally, it belongs to us, but it must become vitally ours, ours in experience for us to receive the blessing that really belongs to us. So in Christ, all spiritual blessings belong to us. Now, this is our promise. The authority belongs to us whether we know about it or not. It's still ours. You know, that's one thing that has defeated us a lot of times in Christian life. I never have understood some people. They have seemed to think that if the Bible says something is yours, that it's just going to work automatically. You know, they'll just fall
2: on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. But really, that's ignorance it has gone to seed. You're listening to Rhema for Today. With Ken and Lynette Hagen. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
1: That's right. Well, honey, I was thinking about our offer this month. Um, I really like this devotion by your dad, I Health know you Food. Like that yes, one very much. Because you know, one thing that uh, we've always done right. is uh, we make our confessions ahead of time. That hey, we uh, that the flu can't come near our home, and this just this um, devotional just helps to remind you yeah. of that every yeah, it, day.
3: It's, call- it's called health food for devotions and it, it it's it's what it does you know it talks about uh, don't let that doubt, doubt rob you uh hold fast to what belongs right, to you that's right you know uh july the fifth learn the word for yourself yes that's a good one right there that you know, is that's you know. a good sermon yeah it is <laughs> you know there's just so many it pays to obey god is yes. one of them you know there's just so many good things in here uh, you know, And then it,
1: making that confession every right. day because it's important for us to make confessions. Here's the good
3: one. God doesn't remember our mistakes. We do, but he doesn't. Oh, that's Once a he good forgives way. us, when he asks for forgiveness, he forgets it.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah. And then we have some more things in our bundle. Your CD, Walking with God. Yeah. And a CD by your dad, Christ the Deliverer.
3: You know, I, I talk about this. You know, in, in uh, Genesis five twenty four says, Enoch, "Enoch walked with God." Well, walking with God is what is it? That? That's living in His presence daily. Yes. It means uh, knowing Him and yielding your life to Him. Walking with him, obeying his his laws and his rules. You know, if you wanna if you wanna enjoy life, uh, you know you 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 obey the rules.
1: That's right, you obey the rules.
3: And if you wanna enjoy the life of God, you obey His rules. Absolutely, amen. Absolutely. Now, all of this is twenty one dollars. But it normally is $29.95, That's so you're right. saving eight ninety five. dollars So go right now there to, to the computer, rhema.org, and, yes. and get a hold of them, and it is good.
1: That's right. And as I've said before, it's a good stocking stuffer as oh, yeah, well. It's
3: a good stocking stuffer.
2: Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. one faith 99 That's one 888 faith Faith 99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Believer's Authority. Thanks for listening to Rema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.